0: This is Nicholas Golden from Golden, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast.
1: Where are you located?
0: Uh, I'm in Brooklyn.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I'm originally from How Long Island. About- oh, you're from Long Island. You know, you- I can kind of hear
0: it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've
1: been out for 30 years, but somehow it still sneaks back. I'm in Richmond. Now. Really?
0: Uh, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. How is it down there? It's cold, but
1: I guess it's cold there too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I can, I could definitely still hear the
1: long Island. <laughs> it's uh, it's affordable to live here though. And that's the, uh, exactly. That's the that's, big thing that makes all the difference. <laughs> I come back up to visit often and there's no way I could pay that kind of rent or property tax or any of that crap. It's, it's much easier outside of the city.
0: It is a struggle. It is absolutely <laughs> a struggle. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so we're not here to talk about where I'm from. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> Golden. Um, hemophilia, yes. new record. Yes. Actually, let's let's take one step back. For those not familiar <laughs> with Golden, can you give us the two-sentence elevator pitch?
0: Sure. Uh, the elevator pitch is, uh, that's, oh goodness. <laughs> Golden is a manifestation of uh, all the things that I have trouble saying in, in day-to-day conversation and um and i hope that it's it's something that people can connect to um i guess I, I want people to listen to it and and feel that someone understands their feelings and the things that they can't really express okay so
1: that's going to i'm going to just jump around here that brings up a yeah. for me do you ever feel that or do you have ever have trouble putting all of that inside shit out for the public and do you ever feel like Either I can't do that, or holy shit, I did that and I shouldn't have, or any of that sort of stuff. Every single
0: time, <laughs> every time, yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a really uh, shy person as far as uh, you know day to day interaction with people goes. So um, it's uh, it's scary. Yeah, it's it's scarier when I'm performing it live. I think uh, I think recording it and putting it out, especially with the way that things are now, you don't really see any uh, kind of automatic feedback. Um, whereas, you know, it's very immediate when you're on the stage and you're you're looking at the faces of the people as they hear your lyrics. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've said anything too heinous just yet, but <laughs> but who knows? It'll probably come. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely always, always um, kind of a, an inner struggle of, can I, can I say this? Can I say this out loud? <laughs> right. So yeah. I guess that's the
1: point where you become vulnerable to get your message across does that make sense
0: yeah no absolutely absolutely yeah i mean it it does it it takes a a certain degree of um willing your own self-destruction i guess you know or 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 being open to the fact that you could (laughs) completely uh destroy the way that people see you um however on the flip side it could be quite cathartic right yeah no absolutely i mean i'm I'm like i said i'm I'm a bit of a shy person um so i I think it is difficult for me to express you know the stronger emotions the uh the anger, the angsty stuff but right I think if not for that outlet, I think I might be an angrier person Right.
1: <laughs> no, I agree, and I think. It's that's a lot of the reason people are drawn to metal. I mean, I've been, yeah. I've been I've been in or heavier music, not just metal, but I've been a fan, you know, since I was a kid. But it's very, very yeah. cathartic. There's nothing better to me than, you know, on a really bad day, cranking machine head or slayer, like as loud as I possibly can. And don't get it, but it's definitely a, a release.
0: Both for yeah, no, the artist absolutely. and the listener. It is. Yeah. No, and I mean I I hope that's what people get out of out of listening to our music you know it's just um because that that is what it is for me absolutely
1: um what was i going to ask you so when you're writing are you writing we talked about you know your inner demons or whatever getting that stuff out but is there something you want your fans to take away from after listening to hemophilia in particular
0: uh in particular hemophilia i kind of you know most of it is 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 kind of like a remix album of, of the first EP, uh, first blood, right. but, you know, there are a couple of new songs. And I think for me in particular, I've been struggling a lot with the idea of, uh, image and, and, you know, the struggle for perfection. I mean, I think everybody experiences that, especially in, in today's society and right. you social know, media, social and media. right. of course. Yeah. You know, I know it's kind of a, probably a tired topic of conversation, but you know, like suicide machine was, was just all about that um you know you have people literally killing themselves because they feel like they can't be perfect you know um you know because when you're online and and you make and i, and I think everybody's done it at some point you know um you, you make a an offhand comment that might mean nothing to you but you know really strikes the person to the core you know and uh, they really take it to heart and I, yeah, I think we're all guilty of it. Um, I think the awareness is is a lot better than it was, you know, in than in the early onset days of the internet. And you know, uh, I, I think it's less common for people to say, "Hey, go kill yourself." But um, but I I think it is still an important issue to talk about. And I guess that's that's what that was about that that idea of um, how you would rather die than than not be perfect or or not be what people want you to be. Um, so that was a big, a big thing for sure. And,
1: um, yeah. (laughs) So that's a heavy, I mean, that's heavy stuff and I'm wondering, do you have stories or how does it make you feel when a fan connects with, you know, what you wrote in your bedroom or whatever, you must get emails or, or messages, you know, when you're on stage or in the crowd or something, somebody must say, Hey, I connected with that and it changed me or something. Right.
0: Yeah, no, it is, um, you know, we're, we're still kind of starting out, but there, there have been a couple of those instances and it, it does feel like it makes it worth it. You know, it, it kind of, um, solidifies my reasoning, I guess, for, for doing what I do. And, um, I don't know. And that, that's the whole point is just to make people feel like they're not alone, um, and kind of make them Understand that everybody else sees what they see too, you know. Because I think everybody has a tendency to, and this is actually something I kind of ex- was exploring with with the cover of Animal and the, and the music video for Animal was that you know we're all in our own little cages and we're so afraid to speak to each other and nobody realizes that everybody is the same, you know. Or right. or if we do realize, you know, it's very surface level. It's like oh, you know, we're the same, but they don't understand this thought or this feeling, but. I think the reality is that most people have the same thoughts and feelings, you know, whether they're dark or not, or, you know, whether they're intrusive thoughts or or horrible things. I think everybody thinks the same kind of way. Um, and, and I just think it's really hard for people to express that to each other because of the fear of judgment. So I think that was um, that's definitely the point of, of doing what I do is to kind of say, hey, you know, I see you. Everybody sees you, you know, we're the same.
1: Right, I mean that's super important, but I also wonder, do you feel a certain sense of responsibility then having that sort of power or that sort of I don't know, platform, I guess? Is the word right. maybe platform to, you know, to get that message out?
0: Uh, truthfully, no. I perhaps I should. I do I have a I have a kind of um, affinity for a little bit of chaos too so i know that i I tend to uh write things in a way that could be taken very much the opposite of of the way that i actually mean them and um you know i I think i realize that when i'm writing it you know some someone could listen to to suicide machine or there's a song that i've been working on where you know the lyrics are i guess uh controversial is is the word i would use and um i could see how somebody could take it the wrong way so you know, maybe I should feel more of a sense of responsibility, but but I also think that in trying to get the message out, you have to kind of—I I don't want to use the word shock because that's not that's not the point of what I do—but you have to kind of shock people into listening, mm-hmm. and then hope that they look further and deeper, and hope that they will analyze the lyrics on their own and realize what what the actual meaning is.
1: I think a lot of that is missing in the in the newer music business of, of sorts because everybody just yeah. consumes like one song and it's real quick and everything's like three minutes yeah it's not like yeah. the old days where you you know you bought a record and you really listened to the way the artist sequenced it which was important yeah. you know i mean it set the mood yeah. and it set the tone and it drove the message and that's all missing in a three-minute download
0: no absolutely i agree completely um you know even even in when i was growing up and the internet was you know just kind of starting, well, not I guess not just starting out, but, you know, kind of becoming a bigger thing. Um, even then, it was still, you know, very important, even when we had CDs and we could skip tracks, you know, and, and it was still an important thing, the way things were sequenced. And I definitely, you know, I know that al- albums, as they say, are somewhat on on the way out in terms of, you know, popularity. It's all about singles now. But it is still really important to me personally um how things are sequenced you know i I think i spent more time sequencing hemophilia than i did actually working on the song i mean there's an art to it right yeah absolutely absolutely because you've got
1: to keep that ebb and flow going and you can get your point across in different ways the way you
0: rearrange things i think yeah no absolutely i mean you know to to look at some of my favorite albums like the downward spiral you know that was sequenced a different way it would be a completely different story, a different message, you know? So, um, I think people kind of take it for granted, you know, because streaming makes, it makes it so easy to just listen to one song and, or half a song even, you know, I, it's funny. You can see all these, you know, analytics of people that listen to your music on, on Bandcamp, And you can see how many people finish songs. And so many of the listens are like three quarters of the way through. And then they skip
1: it. Oh, I have the same thing with the podcast. I get those same analytics and I like, like yeah, everybody's you know, three quarters of the way through, I mean, why don't you just finish the last 10 minutes? Right, at that yeah. point, at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know absolutely. what people are thinking, but you did the mixing and mastering and recording of all this as well, huh? Yes, I did, yeah. That's, that's a, how is it doing it all yourself? And is, did you do it because you don't want anybody else involved, or how did... it's
0: a good question, actually. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's the only way I've ever really done it. So the, it's it's the only way I really know At this point um actually on on first blood song parasite you know i the way that it was recorded and mixed it was very chaotic and um loud and noisy and messy and you know and and i kind of did that on purpose but then i thought maybe this is too much so i actually tried to outsource that and uh, when i got the mix back it just wasn't what i had in mind and i you know, went back and forth a little bit with the mixing engineer, and I kind of realized um, that I am very much a perfectionist and control freak when it comes to that. So, um, yeah. So for hemophilia, I kind of purposely didn't even seek out any, um, you know, any any extra hands for that because I think that really is also part of the vision, especially the mixing, you know, mastering it is important, but there, you know, there's a joke that it's just changing the volume. It is more than that. It's, you know, it's, you know, equalizing and, and everything, but, but yeah, but, but the, uh, the mix to me is the most important part because you know, that, that is part of telling a story. So, um, I definitely do purposely, um, kind of keep that very much, um, something that I like to do on my own right so yeah.
1: golden is quite theatric and and, yeah. has, and has an image so are you writing songs for like how they're going to come across on the stage or how they will look on the stage or are you writing a song for the song's sake and adapting later
0: right i think you know i think that it's, it started off probably um just writing the song for the song's sake but i do think now i i kind of because the the image was something that kind of came about a couple of months ago really you know i always had an image of what i wanted and and you know like with the first blood cover there's me covered in blood and all of this and but that was never really um i just did that because i thought it looked cool and uh, i never really i never really thought of doing anything more on stage but i just you know i i thought back to the the bands and the artists that i grew up with and the people that i look up to and um, it was all very theatrical and I, I really appreciate that and I actually have a background in theatre so it kind of really made sense, you know, to do that. Um, so now I think, that with the new single that I'm, I've am i been working on and recording, I think I definitely took into um, consideration the fact that things are more theatrical now. Um, because for our, our first couple of years of performing, I think, you know, before we had actually released anything, i was just going on stage no makeup just you know i I, i've had specific outfits and all all of that but it wasn't it wasn't theatrical at all really um but i think yeah now i take it into consideration and the biggest thing that that i kind of take from the theatrics is that it's actually easier to say the things i want to say because it feels less like who i am as an everyday so like an alter
1: ego sort of thing
0: yeah you know it's it's um it is it is kind of like an alter ego it's it, it's still me, but it's a very much an amplified version, and I, I feel more comfortable saying things that I might not, if, if not for the theatrics. Are you planning yeah. on taking this out on the road? Oh, God, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just actually just kind of um, shook up the lineup of the the live band, and so we're still kind of um, getting used to each other's playing styles and, and kind of getting into the groove things again. So we have our first uh, local show coming up with this new lineup um December 15th and so i'm hoping to at some point next year kind of just go on like a tri-state you know small small thing and and play with some of the bands that i really like in in the tri-state area and then yeah hopefully expand from there but but probably we would start in you know philadelphia you know that kind of that kind of thing yeah get in the van and go exactly <laughs> very low budget no
1: budget right yeah. right no i get that <laughs> definitely the music business has changed and the market's flooded since covid everybody's out on the road now yeah. to make a living so it's really hard i get
0: it absolutely yeah 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 i mean it's it's uh definitely this is not something i would i would be doing if i cared about money because <laughs> right. uh, they're really you know i think there's only really money you know when you're uh, when you quote unquote make it or or you sign and then you start touring and selling a lot of merch and and that kind of thing but um yeah i definitely i think you know whatever the first tour we go on is it's going to be um (laughs) probably a pretty big expense but but worth it you know oh yeah but yeah i mean there's
1: the amount of arena selling bands that i'm used to from when i grew up is really diminished i think it's mostly you know, people yeah. have to work and get on the road and, you know, balance everything.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I um, I was actually not, I was having a, a short conversation with um, someone uh, who's in the band Contra Cult Collective. I don't know if you listen to them, but um, they're a, an industrial band out of L.A. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, we were talking about how, you know, because the legacy acts are still the money making act. you know, newer bands. Typically, don't get on these big festival bills, and and you know, like they just announced this thick New World festival, which you know I'd love to go to. <laughs> you know, right. all of my favorite bands are there, but um, but you know, you don't have a, a lot of up and coming bands getting on these on these bills because you know they don't make money, and no one really wants to take a chance because there's not music. I mean, there's not money and music anymore. Right. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's a very different world for sure. It is so we've only got a few minutes left i have a yes. little i have a little sort of game that i play with everybody <laughs> all right. i've got yeah absolutely. i've got a, a very screwed up slide we use, a, we use a different one every time we do this but today's slide in all the interviews is going to be the one coming up all i need you to do is tell me what's happening in the picture and what's going to happen next and there's no oh, wrong oh, answer oh. and you can say whatever you want so hang on right. what's going on in the picture and What's going to happen next? next?
0: God! Okay. Um, Do you have that? Wow. Uh, you- what's going on in the picture? You know, <laughs> I think because of what we were just talking about, you know, I see the the paints in the background, and and it, it kind of looks like this person has um, decided to set his own life on fire by becoming an artist. <laughs> <laughs> and what's going to happen next? Uh, oh, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> next, it will be his his uh, his wallet burning. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I, I know that's kind
1: of screwed up, but these little shorts do really well. Uh, I, no, know, no, I love it. People have, we were just talking about the attention spans and the 30 second attention span is, is really good. These things do
0: great. So yeah, no, no, I love that. I love that. That's, that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> and I, my sister is actually a psychiatrist in New York city and she really, gave, yeah. And she gave me all these slides that they use for different things. And that is hilarious she may go back and watch the show someday and you know secretly evaluate everybody but right. is just for fun. psychoanalyze
0: me <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? but this is just for fun and we use the same slide like i've got nine interviews today we're going to use it for everybody and then there'll be like a bunch of shorts for that and it's kind of fun
0: just something no i love that i love that that is fun yeah
1: so thank you for playing along but before we go did i miss yeah. anything you want to you want to cover and i get it that's all i have on my list
0: no i mean i think you got everything uh, i guess you know we we have new music coming very soon. We haven't announced it yet, but I, I I'm hoping to have it out by the end of the month. So and if fans uh, want to yeah. find you. Where do they? Uh, you want to drop yeah. links? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can uh, find us at gldnmusic.com. Uh, look us up on Spotify, Golden GLDN GLDN um, Music Official on Instagram, and basically every other social media. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I
1: hope that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Not at all. It was great. It was so much fun. Awesome. Thank you for I having me. I love the music. Good luck with the, uh, Thank you. With the future here, and hopefully uh, maybe I'll catch up in New York one day because I'm up there a lot. So,
0: Yeah, I hope so. Thank you all so right. much for having me. Take care, my friend. All right. All right, be you well. Too. You too.
1: Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little – Um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a uh, niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards the genre that, that uh, has impacted your life, uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed,
0: singing along, dancing like an idiot. And listen to Axe Grind Podcast.